fear and is Job. So I quickly try to look at that scripture. Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3. So we just start tonight, then we will build on it um, in subsequent Bible study. Now, when you look at Job, amen, amen. <clears throat> the Bible teaches us in New Testament talking about Job. One of the things that the Bible talked about Job is patience. How many of you know that? It said, consider the patience of Job. Yeah, that's how I put it. You know, in other words, Job was very patient. You know, when he went through what he went through and the way he reacted and all of that. But the Bible didn't tell us the fear of Job. The Bible didn't tell us the fear of Job. When I say the Bible didn't tell us the fear of Job, if you go to New Testament again, there are a lot you can learn from Job, right? But it didn't teach us the part of the problem of Job, which has to do with fear. And if you look at Job, um, Job has become a scripture that people used to encourage people who are going through uh, challenges, <clears throat> people who are going through trials, people who are going through distress. They will tell you, look how um, Job went through this and look at how Job came out. But nobody is telling us this part of Job. So as we look at fear, I quickly went to the scripture and I look at um, what Job said about himself and fear, or with regard to fear. Then if we do that, we will now go back to Job chapter 1, Job chapter 2. We will now see the things Job was doing. So you've heard me teach. Basically, most times you know my line of preaching or my line of teaching and all of that. So you look at that, you would have heard me talk something before, as much as we learn from Job, you know, we can look at line by line and say, yeah, Job did this, this was wonderful, but what was motivating him to do this? And we are not trying to run Job uh, down or run him aground. We are trying to learn. Amen. We are trying to learn. The scripture is written for our learning. So if they made mistake in scripture, God didn't cover the mistake. He didn't hide the mistake. God didn't hide the weakness of his people in the Bible. He revealed the weakness. He revealed the sins of his people. Mighty men in the scripture. Prophets in the scriptures. Um, those God called in the scriptures. And when they fell, God didn't cover it. God revealed it. Why did God reveal it? Not to condemn them, not to shame them, but that we can learn from it and be better people. Somebody say amen. Are you with me on that? So whatever the scripture allowed to be written is for our learning. So the, the good side, we pick it up, right? And we ask God to help us to, to be like that. The bad side, we also look at it and say, God, let my life not end like this. Somebody say amen. So Job chapter 3, I'm going to be dealing on fear. Fear, we'll look at that. Then along the line, maybe we'll twist it and add something to it. I don't know yet, but let's look at fear. Um, let me do this. The center of our reading today is Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3. 
You know, when we look at fear, we will uh, realize that fear is something that we encounter every day. No matter how much faith you have, things will happen that will make you fear, that will make you worry. Things will happen that will give you cause for concern. And some fears are very valid. Some fears are invalid. You know, I was preaching the other day. I told you there was a research I made. I don't know if I will lay hands on that research. I actually made that research. And what I found that the bottom line of the research is that most of the things that make us fear is the real uh, percentage of the genuine things that make us is very minute. Most of the things we fear doesn't happen at the end of the day. The greater percentage of things we fear doesn't happen. Now, that doesn't mean there are no legitimate fears. That's why I'm saying some fears are very legitimate. Some fears are illegitimate. Some fears we have is lack of understanding. Lack of understanding. There is what I said to that where they be. I've never said that before. You know God keeps giving somebody wisdom. When we're talking about names, um, what name represent and all that. You know, I said today that name, Job, of course, we know uh, Adam or Adam gave names to everything. So Adam gave some uh, set of creature, he gave the name Ant. Ant. How many of you know Ant? How many of you have seen Ant? Some creature, he gave the name Cockroach. I know you know cockroaches in your house, no matter how clean your house is. Some he gave rats. Some he gave snakes. And among the snakes, you have different names and species. Some are cobra. Some are python. Are you following me? So I was telling them, if, you, if somebody says, there is... Or there are ants in your kitchen or ants in your bedroom. The way you re re react to that may not be the same way you react to there is cockroach or rat. True of us. I know some of you fear cockroach. You may not fear and run away, but when cockroach fly now, the way you will dodge and run and shake. Are you still with me? <laughs> Even a man, an adult man can fear cockroach. When he flies, you don't want it to touch you and all that. Then when it's rat, some will just jump, right? Rat. I know of somebody, if they are a rat, the way we shout, you think it's snake. What if you are not told that there is a python in your bedroom? Or there is a python or cobra in your kitchen. Will you stay? Will you tell me the truth? Will you sleep? Will you sleep in a room where there is a cobra, even if you are a man? Will you sleep in a room where there is python, even if you are a man? So the 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 mention of that name alone, cobra or python, sends some chills. You could be beaten to death, right? And you could be swallowed by a python. So some fears are legitimate. 
Some fears are not legitimate. Amen. So we'll read Job chapter 3. We will see what Job said about himself. Then we'll read some couple of scriptures where we ask questions or make contribution, and uh, we'll call it a day. Job chapter 3. After this, Job opened his mouth and caused the day of his birth. I'm reading from one. He said, may the day of my birth perish, and the night it was said a boy is born. That day may it turn to darkness. May God above not care about it. May no light shine upon it. May darkness and deep shadow claim it once more. May a cloud settle over it. May blackness overwhelm its light. That night, may thick darkness seize it. May it not be included among the days of the year. Nor be entered in any of the months. Verse 7. May that night be barren. May no shout of joy be heard in it. May those who cause day cause that day. Those who are ready to rouse Leviathan. May its morning star become dark. May it wait for daylight in vain and not see the first rays of the dawn. For it did not shut the doors of the womb on me to hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? This is despair. I pray for you. May you not experience despair. Why some people are celebrating birthday? This is my day. It's not like... 30 days to go. 30 day, they start reminding you. 30 days to go. 25 days. 10 days. 7 days. Heaven will come down because of birthday. Person when they celebrate birthday, never even make money. And it's loud. 3 days to go. Wish me in advance and all that. Somebody is cursing the day he was born. Somebody is saying that day should not even be reckoned. Should not be entered as one of the days. Should be blotted out. And all of that despair. I pray for you tonight. I pray for you tonight. Somebody say, I receive. Everything that will bring despair to you, that will make you to, to despair even to life, may God take it away from you. Are we still ready to read? He said, did not shut the doors. That means, why was I born? I would have been still bad or aborted and all that. That's what he's saying. Verse 11, why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Why were these knees, why were there knees to receive me and breath that I might be nursed? For now I will be lying down in peace. I will be asleep and rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built for themselves places now lying in ruins. With rulers, who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or why was not I hidden in the ground like a stillborn child, like an infant who never saw the light of the day? There the wicked cease from turmoil, and there and the weary are at rest. Captives also enjoy their ease. They no longer hear the slave driver shout, that sound of war. Okay, and all that. 
this is like poetry. The small and the great are dead, and the slave is leave, is freed from his master. That's when you are dead. You know, there is nothing holding you. You are free, okay? Why is life given to those in misery and life to the bitter soul? May this be our portion in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm just reading because I'm reading it. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. You know, this is like poetry, but if you read line by line and you have understanding, you will understand, you know, the importance of what Job is saying. When he say, why is life given to those in misery? That's positive. Why not just leave them? Let them die. You give them light. May you receive light. May you receive light. Why is life given to the bitter of soul? Job is saying, just don't resuscitate anybody. Don't give hope to anybody. Let them die. In other words, if they die, they are better. No, it's because of the miseries. It's because of the trouble. It's because of the challenge. That's why he's talking like this. When life is good, you will not be in hurry to go to heaven. I'll say that again. When life is good, you will not be in hurry. That's the truth. Heaven, you will always be as a child of God. But somebody will say, let me enjoy. But you see, when you are going through stress of life and all of that, and you are a believer, chances are that will be like, okay, there is no more sweetness in the earth. Let us go. So Job recognized the fact that light or life is given to, let me use this word, those who are bitter of soul. When, when they say life is given to them, that means it changes their bitterness and gives them sweetness. Do you get that point now? Do you get that point? God changes the bitterness of soul of people. Please take care of those children. Take care of those children, please. God changes the bitterness of souls of those who are going through turmoil and he gives them life. Praise God. Alright, verse 21. For those who long for death that does not come, who search for it more than for hidden treasure, who are filled with gladness and rejoice when they reach the grave. Why is life given to a man whose way is hidden? Whom God has hedged in. Why, why, why? Verse 24. For sign. Now look at this. For sign comes to me instead of food. My groans pours out like water. Now this is where we are going now. This is where we are going now. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Another translation says, you know, I have no peace, no quietness. I am not enjoying yet trouble came. Are we, are we together now? We are, we are looking at fear. Look at the great man of God. Job was a man of God. Job was, Job was reckoned with by heaven. God himself uh, said how proud he was about Job. 
and that Job was a righteous man. Job was a good man. Job was a man who feared God and stayed away from evil. Yet, Job was a fearful man. He was living in fear. Job was righteous. Job was a prayer warrior. Job was a giver. Job was a helper of the poor. Job was a man of God. Job was an honest man. Job was rich. As a matter of fact, we are told that Job was the richest man in the East. What you will say today of Dangote, the richest man in Africa. As a matter of fact, some are trying to say he's the richest black man. I don't know how correct that is. So he is worth a lot. But, or yet, Job was living in fear. How can someone be serving God, pro, pro, professing faith, and be living in fear? And now, not just that something, now take note of this. Not just that something, I told you there are legitimate fears, and there are fears that are not legitimate. Not just that, okay, you know what, uh, I want to enter this forest, it's so thick, you know, and all of that. I don't have boots on, I don't have anything on. I might be beaten by a snake and all of that. You understand? That might be legitimate worry or concern. That was in the situation here. Job was perpetually living in fear and dread. So in his mind, it was, though he was enjoying, though everything was peaceful, in his mind, he was anticipating that something can go wrong. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. So if, if we look at what Job was doing, if we look at his commitment, if we look at his prayers, if we look at his sacrifice, what we find out, again, I'm not running Job down. I don't think there's any man here that we measure to the righteousness of Job. Let me quickly tell you that I don't think there's any man. <laughs> when they're here, I don't know a side. Or that people we know, even when we talk about the mighty men of God that we have, I don't think they will measure up to the righteousness and sincerity of Job. We are not talking about you preach, you are a man of God, you are revered. We are talking about a man who lived a life that God himself could boast and beat his chest and said to Satan, Job will not deny me. Job is a man who feared God and stays away from, from evil. He was not partial. He was not ethnocentric. He was not, you understand, he was a man that heaven, now take note of this, a man that God himself can place a bet on. God betted with Satan. I said, let's, let's see how it goes. Though Satan started it. And God said, okay, you know what? You want to try him? Go ahead. But I know Job that he will not fall for this. How come that such a man was at the same time conceiving fear? And we would never have known this if Job did not tell us himself. We would never have known this if Job did not tell us himself. <clears throat> Job did not 
express, now take note of this, Job did not express his fear out. Nobody knew he had fears. But inwardly, he was battling with the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. So inwardly, Job was, nobody could tell what was going on. He was loving God and doing that. But in, his, in, his, in the deepness or the depth of his heart, Job was nursing and accommodating fear. I don't know what fear you are nursing. Uh, my prayer is that as we look at the scripture, God will take care of that fear. God will deal with that fear. It could be fear of anything. Maybe we'll find time to, to preach on it. It could be fear of anything. <clears throat> it could be... I don't want to go into that. Some people fear height. Some people fear water. They will never cross water. Some people will never enter aeroplane. Lie, lie. Make it come fall down. And there are places you can't go in life. If you don't enter play. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? It will be difficult. Even if you want to, if you can't fly plane, is it water you want to enter? <clears throat> and be there for three months. It may take an average of two months. Uh, that's if the ship is going straight to get to America. It may take a long, long time. You'll be in the water with no nothing in sight, no uh, tree in sight, no city in sight. Everywhere is water. There, there's, there's a point you cannot get in life if you don't take certain kinds of risk. Are you listening now? Some people fear risk. Somebody has been telling me to invest. Yesterday, they saw me I was like, you've been receiving my message. That thing is paying no. It's paying no. Somebody just invested 1.5 million and he just uh, harvested 5 million uh, last week. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Make them harvest 10 million. Emiko. <laughs> Emiko. <laughs> because madman don't beat my mama before. So if I see mechanic, I better run. <laughs> you want me to come and invest in something? Let them be investing in it and reaping. It's not my thing because I've been duped before. So whether it's genuine or not genuine, make them the one. Who knows? It may be genuine until I put my money. <laughs> Where does me? So you see what I said that everybody at some point in life, may have something that, and this is not, if I don't tell you now, you won't know. Before I do it, all of you must have done it. They ask me, they ask me, now this is funny. They ask me, have you taken your, your vaccine? When vaccine came out, they were, people were like, go, please go take vaccine. I say, I, I hear. Go to, you people be taking it. Even people who are my children in the Lord, who are my church members and fellowship members, they were convincing me. I said, okay, this is what we will do. All of you first go take. If you don't die, I will follow. If you die, I don't go take. 
You said, no, you are too educated for that now. Nothing is this. I hear you. For some reason, me, COVID no go kill me. I will not be the one, a guinea pig, they will use to test their vaccine. Maybe then they take and they go. Maybe then they take and they go. If they take it, they don't drop dead, we will follow. Uh, do you understand? Not me go take the guinea pig for you, for your vaccine and all that. Now, is that vaccine 666? If you followed my teaching when it started, you know I told you it's not 666. It's not. That's the truth. So all the story that if you take it, Mm, it's not. The scripture is clear on the mark of the beast. Vaccine was it. I think people just wanted to do business and all that. So people have taken the vaccine. They've not died. Some reacted. But guess what? Most of the people that took the vaccine still got COVID anyway. We have people contacted COVID and they still got the COVID. They still transferred the COVID. Then why are you taking shot and taking booster, taking booster if you can stay? I know people who are ill with COVID and they are sick. But thank God the effect won't be like if they are not vaccinated. But you know that fear? The fear was that it's not tested. There's nothing like this. There are other flu, there are other vaccines. But this one, we don't know what it is. So you know what? We are going to face it. As I speak, there are still people in America where... Um, COVID is serious. There is still COVID. In fact, the number is rising again. In the U.S., the uh, U.S. president is battling with COVID. I think he's recovering. Two days ago, the wife is uh, reported to be COVID positive. And, and I have people who are COVID positive right now that I know, you know, and all of that. So what are we saying? That fear that, you know, you know they are trying to reduce the population of the world. I won't be a monk. Let them be giving this thing. So if they start dropping dead, you know, amen, hallelujah. So if, even if the thing is 660, let the rest be taking it first. If we see that uh, this thing, then we can follow suit. Fears that are legitimate. That's what we are talking about. Job's fear was not a legitimate fear. His fear wasn't legitimate. God was blessing this man. Everything was moving well with this man. When you talk about money, he had money. When you talk about, as a matter of fact, listen to this. Job was enjoying, oh, I feel like crying now. You know, because a lot of people are ignorant of God's hand upon their lives. Do you know what I'm talking about? God's hand is heavy upon their life, and they don't know. Job was enjoying divine immunity. Satan knew it. Job didn't know. I pray we will not continue to live in ignorance. You see, Job is talking about why God is giving light to those. And God gives light. Shines his light. Praise God. Satan knew what Job was enjoying. What was one of the things Satan said about Job to God? He said, have you not built a hedge around him. Not just building a hedge around him. God built a hedge around everything that Job had. So Job was not dealing with sickness. Job was not dealing with marital issue. Job was not dealing with uh, financial issue. Job was not dealing with infertility. Job was not dealing with job, was not dealing with education. Job was not dealing with family problems. 
Please ask me, what is Job's problem? Why will you be afraid? Now, if you're afraid, somebody said today, as he was doing this thing, he was saying, you know, that when he was, before he had a child, he waited for some years. And that's correct. He said when he was waiting for a child, he didn't see it as anything strange. It didn't even occur to him that he doesn't have a child. He said he was just living normal life. There is people that sometimes will worry and say, ah, do you even care you don't have a child yet? I say, ah, I know. But he was just living normal life. It's nothing. So if you are not dealing, if you are not dealing with issues of life, of challenges of life, what's your problem? Please ask me, what's Job's problem? Why would somebody sit down and be imagining things? So some of us today, we are imagining things. We are imagining problems. We are predicting challenges. Especially now that they are receiving security and all that. Some people, some people think that somehow, somehow, all the story we are hearing. You know, I was jokingly telling Mama that when he traveled to Portnova, make him look for three bedroom flat. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so before when election on here, <laughs> you know what? That was a joke. Some people think somehow, somehow. They are going to blow alarm, and you're just going to be in the middle of sleep. Somebody will come and raise down your house with fire and kill you. I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but I can tell you it's not going to be easy. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's going to be a fight back. This is not northeast. This is not northwest. Praise God. There's going to, there's going to be resistance. To crumble your life because of fear that does not exist. Do you are you following me? Because if care is not taken, some people's life will not move forward anymore because of the story. And you see the pictures, and you see you know all the things happening and all that. That was what happened to uh, the spies. When uh, Moses sent out the 12 spies to spy the land, God, God told them that I'm giving you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And God described the land for them. It's a land you will eat plenty. It's a land that is fruitful. A land that is flourishing. It's a land, please go and read, uh, read Old Testament, read um, Deuteronomy, read uh, uh, Numbers, read all those books. As a matter of fact, most part, describe the land. They say you will dig gold, you will dig copper, you will dig, say, good land. So before they entered, Moses sent 12 spies. You know the story. This is what he told them. Go and see how the land is, whether it's what God described, so that we can strategize on how to take the land. He didn't tell them so that we can run back. Take note of that. So that we can strategy how to take the land go and see how so they were like spies you do you understand that we go just like we have spies all around you know that will go do their normal thing rent house do shoe shining do that but they are looking what kind of people live here what are the routes where is fortified where is not fortified 
went there, guess what? 10 out of 12, what was the percentage of that? Probably be looking at uh, uh, 80-something percent. 10 out of 12 is 80-something percent. Came with a story that they cannot take the land. Now listen to this. They saw the land, they saw the fruit, they brought the fruit. The said when they cut uh, a branch of grape, two men have to carry it on a pole. It was so fruitful. So what God said was true. A land that is productive, a land that is filled with milk and honey. They cut a branch of grape, two men have to carry it. So fruitful. Saw the land green. But you see, they started seeing what they were not sent to see. One of the things that make people to fear is wrong seeing, wrong perception, wrong, um, help me, help me, give me other words. You know what I'm talking about. Wrong direction, wrong perception, wrong, wrong interpretation. Just give, name it. And so they came with a story. Number one, they said their heart mented. Number two, they said they saw giants. They saw anarchies. Number three, they said they are like grasshoppers. If the giants were ever to see the spies, I'm sure they will not see them as grasshoppers. But they are coming and saying, we were like grasshoppers. They magnified what they saw beyond what it truly is. And two people said, look, don't you understand that God is with us? And if God is with us, we are on the winning side. I want to tell somebody tonight, all you need in life is the presence and the approval of God. If you succeed in your marriage, you need God. If you will succeed in business, you need God. If you succeed in ministry, you need God. If you succeed, you need God. If you secure the presence of God, if you secure the approval of God, there is nothing you cannot do. And so the two said, why are you looking at that? Don't say that. God is not with them. Somebody say amen. If any ever confront you, listen to this, we are look, dealing with fear. If anything ever confronts you, and that thing that is confronting you does not have the backing of God, just know that thing is a dead meat before you. I'll say that again. Anything that is confronting you that does not have the finger of God in it, it's a dead, it's an easy win for you. It doesn't matter how high, how big, no. Battles are not won by size. Battles are won by strategies. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? And they would not listen to them. This to say God is with us. God is not with them. That's enough. We can take the land. Somebody say amen. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's look as I'm preaching now. That thing that is making you fear will not kill you. That thing will not destroy you. It's a mindset. If you don't conquer that mindset, it will actually eventually happen. Then you will say, see, I knew it. No, you didn't know it. You knew wrong. The Lord said to Jeremiah, is it Jeremiah? He said, what do you see? 
What do you see? Why is God asking what do you see? And he responded, God said, you have seen well. So which means it's possible we are not seeing well. He touched a man and asked him, are you seeing? Say, I saw men like trees. God said, this one. If he starts seeing men like trees, this man, he can't go far in life. You should see men as men <laughs> and not as trees. The Bible says, God touched him a second time. Some of you need the second touch. And may God touch you the second time. It's, it's when you see men like trees. That's why your life is not settled. You want to marry, you already say, men, men, men has come. Men has come. You will cats come. You can't trust a woman. You can't trust a woman. Woman, woman, woman. I do not tell you, woman is woe, man. Woe. That when God created a woman, he now say, woe, man. That's the mindset you enter married. That's why they are panebiting you. That's why you are getting everything wrong. That's why you are getting because you already have a wrong. You can never trust her as long as you carry that mindset. Woman, woman, you'll be searching for. You know what I will say? You will, what you are looking for, you will eventually see it. Maybe you are looking for something. You will see what you are looking for. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Don't you know sometimes what you know, no, no go kill you. Now, when you begin, no, night go conquer you. Some people are carrying sickness. They don't know they are living in peace. That doesn't mean you don't seek knowledge. If I tell you now you are HIV positive, you do test now, I tell you you have cancer. I give you seven days. I can bet with a million if, if, if you no go, your size no go reduce. I can bet with a million. Because what you are hearing and what you believe. Somebody say, you know, na injection in one. Now injection. Doctor say, you are oh, he said, no, give me injection. Doctor carry water, pour inside pure ordinary water. The person got well. <laughs> Doctor, the tea when you give me work. Now water. Because he believed. <laughs> That was giving me injection. I don't know whether you understand what I'm talking about. A lot of people are living in torment because of mindset. They are not seeing well. They are seeing wrong. They believe wrong. They understand wrong. Everything is wrong. They say wrong, no, wrong, no. They are teaching when they are doing now those they are prank. I'll be saying all those prank people they will get into trouble, and they are getting into trouble. A man does not have work to do. You cannot add value to society. It's prank. You want to be, say, I'm a prankster. They go, they enter trouble one by one. So prank has become business. You will hear the Ronaldo one, run, oh, run, oh. Somebody just go, pa, pa, run, oh, run. Everybody will be running. One day, be one day. They go smash your head with bottle. You go, do run, oh, run, oh, for Agbero. That day, you know, go reach us. You say, wrong, 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 wrong. People are running here. People are running there. And they run into Kana. 2001. She were in Lagos. They run into Kana. And a lot of them died. What is pursuing you? 
They were bringing story. Hey, they attacked, attacking Nigeria. They attacked, attacking Nigeria. We were hearing the sound. We were seeing the billows of smoke. We were in K2. What's happening in Keja? So some were running this way. Ah, one ball. Some were running this way. What is happening? They say they are fighting. They are starting to use jet. They are bombing. Everybody was running. Some were jumping into Kana. Let's jump. Before the bomb and bullet go meet me, make I jump into Kana. And a lot of people died. People who were in Cantonment 9 Brigade, they didn't die. That's where the bomb was detonating. It was a bomb left on the ground for a long time. Something would have happened, maybe excessive heat or whatever, and they have been left there. They started detonating. There were people in cantonment where it was happening. They didn't die. People were dying in the solo. Fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at this. What I feared has come upon me. Sir, what are you fearing? So what was he afraid of? From what he's saying? Answer. What was he afraid of? Losing everything. Yes? What else was he afraid of? Don't you know the story? One day I might get sick. One day my wife might leave me. Oga, now quarrel you and your wife, they quarrel. She no get mind to leave you. She's just being herself. A quarrelsome woman, that's her trait. That's her signature. Some women like it. If no quarrel, they no go well. As soon as you quarrel, they go well. So they want well, so they look for quarrel. It's not leaving you at all. You need to have understanding. So Job in his mind, one day my wife may leave me. One day this money may stop coming. One day, they may steal my sheep. So if you go count, we'll be counting. He read 2,000. He sure? He read 2,000. He read. Now, the devil will not attack you with what you are not afraid of. Write that down. The devil will never tempt you with what you don't like. If devil brings shit, make you chop, you go fall. Answer me now. Prepare correct shit. Inside bowl, put fork and put flour on top. <laughs> you smell it. Say you go fall. No. But if you prepare chicken peri peri or prepare fried rice when you are supposed to be fasting, Father, you understand. You understand. We are all sinners. That's why you be quoting negative scriptures. We are all sinners before you. God understands. Food for the belly, belly for food. The devil will not fight you with what you are not afraid of. Because it will be an exercise in futility. So Job said, what I feared... Now, not just that he was... Not just that he was thinking about it. He was lost and consumed in those thoughts. Now, let's read the other one. Let's read the other one. Let's look at that. He said, what I feared... Has come upon me. What I dreaded. What is dread? What is dread? What is dread? Fear and dread is not on the same scale. 
Fear and dread are not classmates. Fear can be normal thing. You know that. Dread means excessive fear. Excessive fear. What has I dreaded? So, as we close tonight, if we go back to Job chapter uh, 1 and 2, you will see Job a righteous man. The Bible says whenever, whenever uh, his children go to feast, Job will gather them. Who knows? Look at that. It's not out of devotion to God. Now, we can say it because his mouth has said it. So, he will gather his children and say, who knows? You know, we taught Bible study, and I cried in this church many years ago. And I, when I read that, I was struck, and people were crying. Bible said, this was Job's regular custom. I was like, what's our regular custom at home? Do we have regular custom of devotion to God? That you know what? You get to do this. You don't break it. But I said, this was Job's regular custom. You call his children and bless them and sacrifice for them. And say, who knows? Maybe when they were drinking and feasting, they have caused God in their heart. So Job was not doing that for devotion. He was doing it out of fear. He was doing it out of fear. So all the 21 days fasting and prayer can be done out of fear. All the kilometer 20 and 46 can be out of fear, sir, and ma, not out of devotion, but out of fear. That if I go there, the grace of the man of God cover me. If the grace of God don't cover you, the grace of man of God no go cover you. And if your own grace no work, you better, you better know you are in trouble. God did not design us to live under the grace of anybody. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest on you. So you are looking for grace of man of God. You are not looking for grace of God. Where is your own grace? Every man should cultivate his or her own grace. Grace come in measure. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, the fellowship can be out of fear. The prayers can be out of fear. So some people who are saying we are not doing Is your life hot? You want hot prayer, you don't want hot devotion. You want hot prayer, you don't want hot commitment. You don't know it's hot commitment that will save you in the day of trouble, not hot prayers. Hey, listen to what I'm saying. So all that can be out of fear. Service can be out of fear. Somebody say, if I don't pay my tithe now, God, God will send Devara. Really? I wish God is sending Devara to Devara people. I for least people when God, may God, God help me go after this. Don't look at me like I'm wicked. God, help me teach this person a lesson. Now, I'm not telling you the scripture is not. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you to cultivate faith in God and service in God. Worship that is based on a pure heart. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Service and worship that is based on a pure heart. So the day I forget to pray, and I go to sleep. I don't get bad dream because I forgot to pray that day. 
You see, when I pray, I pray out of love and commitment to God. I don't know that Satan will not flog Mikoboko that night. But you think if Satan will flog Mikoboko, if I miss this fasting, Satan will flog Mikoboko. Don't flog Mikoboko. Don't be missing fasting. Don't be eating while we are fasting. That's not what we are saying. But we are saying that our religion should be pure. Our worship should be pure. Anything other than that, you'll be inviting trouble for yourself. Or at best, you will think God is blessing you because you merit it. So what I dreaded has happened to me. So I'm leaving you with this assignment. Go and read Job chapter 1. Read Job chapter 2. Now, note all that Job was doing. When we come back and when we look at it, then we will look at scriptures. Let me look at Isaiah 50, uh, 35, 4. We will close with that tonight. Isaiah 35, 4. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Isaiah 35, 4. Say to those with a fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Let me read that again. Say to those with a fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. It will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Can I hear you say amen? Is there any question before we pray? We are dealing with fear. We'll continue next episode. So read Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 and come back. Do we have any question? Any question? Any comment? I can take one or two comments before we pray. What you learned tonight, what minister to you tonight. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. As to issues of life, can we sincerely say that one can truly have concern as to issues of life? Now, can we compare that to amounting to fear, or how do we navigate through that that it doesn't amount to fear? For example, you are seeing an imminent challenge, you are concerned about it. I don't want to use the word worried, but you at the same time do not want it to, you know, amount or to be termed to be fear as we have looked at it tonight. Look at the scripture we just read. Let me read it again. Say to those with a fearful heart, be strong. Now, those with a fearful heart are those 
who legitimately are afraid. Now, if you read before, you will see the reason why they are afraid. There is war, there is challenges, there are enemies and all that. When you have enemies troubling you, you will fear. When you wake up, your hands swell up. You press and no go down. It go up, go up. They go hospital, they say they don't see anything. It go up. And somebody say, this is spiritual attack. It will rouse something within you. So there is, when you go, they sack you from work. And you, even when they don't sack you, you are owing school fees and owing house rent. They now sack you. It will spark something from you. So whatever it is, legitimate or illegitimate, we do have legitimate fear. For instance, the situation of our country calls for worry and concern. And I'm telling people next year is going to be worse. Next year is seriously going to be worse. It's not prophecy. Things are not going to come down next year. Things will go up. They will remove for a subsidy. They will remove it. We will buy for maybe $250, $300. Who knows how much. School fees will increase. House rent will increase and all that. But you know what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not in your own understanding. Commit your ways into his hand and he will bring it to pass. So you can choose to be afraid ahead or choose to have faith ahead. That God will find a way to lift you up beyond everything. We're talking today, trip of sand. We used to buy actually 23, 25,000. As it stands today, um, they are on strike because they want them to buy from source for 55,000 minus diesel or Manila and all that, which means they might buy for 75,000. That's times two of what we used to buy. But guess what? Does that mean you will not build house? No, you will still build house. God will cause his grace to abound towards you so that you have sufficiency in all things at all times and abound unto good work. God will bless you enough and give you enough to spare. Come on, say amen. So why live in fear instead of living in faith? Let your fear drive you to God. Let him motivate you to pray. Cry to God. These things are there. People will be sick. People will die. Things will happen, but we choose. So when we have legitimate fear, turn it over to God. Don't let it crumble you. Do you understand now? If you see your child or somebody's child in three story is climbing railing. Will you be thinking, la, 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 la. You, oh my God. This boy is going to jump and die. Do you understand? Say, God, we lift this boy. Command your angels to carry this boy. So you not dash your foot against the stone. Lord, preserve. Do you understand? Does that make sense now? So, uh, as we continue, we look at it. David said, I will trust in the Lord and I will not be afraid. In another place, he says, when I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. So, which means, there is a time that fear will come. When it comes, I'm going to trust in the Lord. They didn't pay your salary. Since I was born now, I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or is it begging bread. Father, I will not beg and lack. Amen and amen. Those who trust in the Lord will not lack anything good. So food is good. House rent is good. School fees is good. That's when you deploy. 
the scriptures. Amen. Because the time you spend living in fear reduces you. It reduces your wellness. When you are too afraid, you will get sick and you may die. Do you understand now? So deploy the instrument of faith. Everybody stand on your on faith. So when we have legitimate reason to fear, deploy faith. When you don't have reason to fear, then stop being afraid. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Father, help me. Whatever makes me fear, Lord, I cry for your help. Lord, I admit that sometimes I... You, you, you may not call your own fear. Your own may be worried. You understand? It may be worried. You are just concerned. You are just overly worried. The Bible says, take no thought of what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We refuse to fear. We refuse to worry. We know there are threats everywhere, but we know your grace will sustain us. Can you come drop your offering as you are praying? Father, let faith rise in my heart. Let faith rise in my heart, O oh God. Let faith rise in my heart, I pray. Thank you, Father. Let faith rise. What we not fear, what we not worry. Because I'm happy. I sing. Because I'm free. For his eyes are on this planet. For his eyes are on the sparrows. <laughs> I know he's watching me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. I sing. Because I'm free, for his eyes are on the sparrows. His eyes are on the sparrows. <laughs> oh, I know he's watching me. His eyes are on the sparrow. His eyes are on. For I know he's watching me. I sing because I'm happy. Let me hear you sing. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. I sing because I'm free. For his eyes are on the sparrow. His eyes are on the sparrows. He's watching us. I know he's watching us. 
His eyes are on the sparrows. His eyes are on the sparrows. For I know He's watching me. Lift up your hands. I want you to know that God has got your back tonight. I want you to know. He knows you have enemies. He knows you have challenges. He knows. God knows you, you will eat. God knows. He knows. Don't let fear paralyze you. His eyes are over you. Do you know the reason you are still alive? Do you know how many enemies God has delivered you from that you didn't know? I saw a documentary. This animal was just walking out of water. Was just going. He didn't look back. But behind him there was this big, what do you call, crocodile. Has opened mouth to grab him. He didn't know. He didn't run. Just walk out. Just walk out. Was just, he didn't know what was happening. And somebody was like, this is what God does for us many times. And we don't know. You went out, you came back. Someday they come back. Oh, he's watching you. I know he's watching you. I bless you tonight as you go. May God go with you. May the hand of God be upon you. May you enjoy the protective grace of God. May, you, may your family be secured. May you be safe. In the name of Jesus, every enemy that open mouth to swallow you, you will escape. The Lord will keep you. He will keep your finances. He will keep your job. He will keep your business. He says, tell them that your God will save you. I tell you today, your God will save you. You will not be put to shame. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen and Amen. I open my heart to the Lord. I receive grace to test after God. I come to the fountain. Jesus Christ himself. I believe in him. And I drink from his fountain. I'm overflowing in every area of my life. I'm breaking limits. I'm exceeding target. I'm prospering beyond measure. I'm shining as light. Every good thing I receive shall be in overflow. God's name will be glorified in my life. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.